Welcome to Shruti Out Loud, a podcast where I invite guests from different walks of life to share their stories of following their passion, success, and happiness, which in turn motivates our listeners to follow their heart. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Shruti Out Loud podcast. First of all, I would like to thank all our audiences, listeners, viewers. um from whatever part of the world you are in the point is that you come back to this podcast for things that can sort of you know find you answers for your life and help you live the life that you want to live because you know sometimes what really happens is that we get stuck in a loop and we know that you know there is more out there but we just don't know how to reach it or maybe sometimes all we need is a little nudge so that's what this podcast is about it's about way of life and uh today's guest is somebody who has got um i would say he has got some very exceptional things to discuss something that um hasn't been really you know talked about on this podcast i know i end up saying that for every uh, episode but that's how it is you know i cannot really not say it because if i can see that you know this person this guest is bringing something that hasn't been talked about then i am going to mention it so that's what i just said so um let me give you a little introduction and then we'll bring him on board and take this conversation ahead so here we go um sanjeev varma uh, a photographer from india but based in um, singapore is keeping renaissance art alive through cocktails photography a uh, fine art photographer with almost a decade of experience sanjeev draws inspiration from both renaissance masters and more contemporary cinematographers his photographs focus on narrative and individual subjects um the process of channeling one's inner fortitude uh, into a creative expression is one of a kind um let's bring mr varma on board to talk about art and how it can help with things like finding meaning uh, keeping your mind in balance um going through a midlife crisis or dealing with the effects of a pandemic um through his personal narrative of discovering his inner artist and his reflections on his passion for art and photography let's talk to sanjeev about the importance of art in one's life hi sanjeev hi shruti how are you doing i'm doing really good and first of all thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this podcast and sharing uh, your stories with us absolutely the privilege is mine so as we go you know the name of this episode is the power of stories mm-hmm. so i'm really looking forward to hearing a lot from you on this topic other than a lot of things that i do want to discuss and i know you know we have discussed about uh, the topics that we are bringing on board today they are in itself uh, possibly an episode in itself so mm-hmm. maybe i would ask you to uh, come back for an entire series and uh, maybe we can dedicate each episode to one of those i would love that as long as there are people who are willing to listen to it absolutely i love talking about it absolutely i think so you know i i'm pretty sure after listening to this podcast i am going to hear a lot of this to sort of you know bring you on board and go really? in depth of each of these questions that is brilliant that is exactly uh, it is so good to hear that people have these kind of um, i won't say existential questions but people have um a um a hunger or or thirst for knowing these kind of things as to what keeps us interested what keeps us alive on this planet so absolutely 
I completely agree with you. And I think that it is very important to keep a curious mind because, you know, our mind is always looking for more. And it's just that what you want to give it, you always have that choice. So mm-hmm. this is what this podcast is doing that, you know, we are trying to give um, inspirations, motivations or answers to people so that, you know, they can find their way so that they can find their path and be on that and be happy. That's, that is the that is the point to note. Are you happy right now? If the answer is yes, excellent. If you're not, what are you doing about it? That's the that's mm-hmm. the only question that matters in life. Everything else is details and details can get sorted out. Yes. So here, you know, I would like to share one little thing. So mm-hmm. my father, uh, he would just ask that whenever we are in a situation, wherever we are, he would just ask me or my cousins or anybody and everybody, he would just ask that, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And if your answer is yes, then he would be uh, like, okay, you know what? That's all is required. I won't ask you anything else. I won't, you know, uh, push you or force you to do anything else as long as the answer is yes. He is a wise man. Absolutely. It took me about whatever 48 years, 49 years to understand that question. Uh, but I'm glad I finally did. Absolutely. That's the yeah. only question that matters. Um, when exactly. It comes to- yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's what we uh, got from him, me and my siblings, all of us. So we know uh, that the joy comes from within, first of all. And yes, that is the only parameter that you should be living up to. Nothing else, what others are thinking, what others are doing, how others are doing it. None of it matters. Just are you happy? Absolutely. Spot on. That's a brilliant, brilliant way to get forward in this particular podcast. Great. So Sanjeev, I have given a little introduction about who you are and what is it that you do, but I would also like for you to tell us in your words about your journey a little bit and f- so that, you know, we can keep moving ahead from there. Okay, brilliant. I'll, I'll love to talk about myself. <laughs> so <clears throat> I, mean, I, I, I am like a average Joe. Um, I'm basically an engineer. Um, I did my MBA afterwards. Um, I still am working in a corporate job. I've held various uh, global and regional positions. So yes, I've, I've got some fancy titles to go along, but my, my, my heart lies in storytelling. And when, I'm, when I say storytelling, it could be telling in very different ways. I mean, I've got I've been very lucky to be blessed with uh, some interest in the areas of acting, in theater, in filmmaking, and I picked up photography in the year 2010. So I don't call myself photographer, I don't call myself filmmaker, I don't call myself actor, I call myself as a storyteller. I I feel um, every story that I come across, whether it is imagined or inspired from the real life, um, I have different ways to express. I can express it as a piece of theater play. I can express it as a film. I can express it as a photograph. And what I have found in my own experience that <clears throat> I'm able to express a lot of stories via photographs. Um, and, and yes, I, have, I drew my inspiration uh, from various different people. Um, so for now, I'm, I'm handling these two lives which are running parallel. I'm sure at some point in time, you know, one of them is going to take the center stage and I hope it is going to be photography um, because that's what I'm excited about. Um, personally, from a perspective, uh, yeah, I, I have lived a life like everybody else did. Um, 
lost both my parents and one of them to COVID uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, uh, and and got divorced and uh, now pursuing my life uh, towards my passion, just just living it out. And <clears throat> first time, for the first time in my life, I'm actually learning to get guided by how life takes you rather than me putting in a plan that, okay, you need to, you know, get this job and, you know, make a family and do this and do that. No, it's basically getting on the day and seeing how the nature, how the life is, uh, you know, talking to you and how do you respond to it. So I guess I'm starting to learn uh, to to be able to do that at the age of, you know, I'm nearing 50 now. So, yes. Absolutely, Sanjeev. But here, uh, I would just like to mention one thing that, you know, when you said that, you know, one of uh, the one of the sections, one of your part of your life will take over and you hope that, you know, it is the one where uh, your passion is, uh, your passion lies. And here I would just tell you that, you know, you have that choice and you make that choice. So, yeah, do you, you, do you just do that for yourself? I, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. <laughs> Great. So, uh, moving on to my uh, question for you, uh, talking about art. So, um, also, I think, you know, I will be um, quite with you on your answer, but still, let's talk about it for the audience, that is art really important in life? And how do we incorporate art into our busy lives? And the way you have been doing it, I think it would be great hearing it from you. And I think this is this is a very uh, common question. I had that question. I mean, like this is a life of survival. Uh, I mean, you need to make money, you need to make your ends meet, um, and you know the typical notion of artist is uh, somebody who's struggling for money, somebody who's struggling for resources. I mean, there are successful artists, but I, I mean, a lot of people have uh, th this notion that artists become successful after they die. And I was looking to become a successful artist before I died. So, uh, yeah, it, it is a very valid question. Um, and is art really that important? I mean, a lot of people will come and say, you know, what's in, it, in a painting? I can always buy it. I can always, you know, afford to put 20 paintings in my house. Yeah, my whole point is, why do you need a painting? Why do you need to look at a painting? Why do you need to look at a piece of sculpture? Why do you need to listen to a particular piece of music? Um, <clears throat> there was a very um, interesting data which happened at the start of the pandemic, um, especially in the country where I live in, um, where there were about 71% of the people said um, art is not necessary for living. And the beautiful part was those 71% people who said that, they were surviving through the crisis of the pandemic by either watching movies on you know, the social media platforms or by reading books or by taking a painting or by doing something, everybody was latching onto one or the other form of art to go through this. But they were saying, it's not important. That's the level of unawareness we are talking about amongst ourselves. So when I look at it, what is art? Let, let's talk about that. There are different definitions. I'm not going to talk about what is taught in the art schools and all that, what my perception is. Art is something that brings the experience of life in your awareness. You know, <clears throat> life is happening at a much grander scale, 
right now when you and I are talking, you know, somewhere a deer is running for his life, um, somewhere in the, you know, Amazon forest or, you know, a lion is chasing it. And, and there is, there are people, I'm not sure, uh, a lot of people talk about it, there are people who are living below the poverty line, I mean, they're struggling for their resources. I mean, as you and I are talking, life is happening all around. Is everything in our awareness. And when I say awareness, I'm using that word in its deepest sense. Awareness is not, I know, <clears throat> you know, so many billion people are doing this and so many billion people are doing that. That's knowledge. What I'm talking about is awareness. Awareness in a sense that, do I feel for that? Is that experience of life available for me? We all know that there are, uh, I mean, I, I'm getting remembered of one particular photograph which I saw. Uh, <clears throat> we all know that you know there are people in India uh, who clean streets, who clean gutters, right? And there was one picture of a person who was just coming out of the gutter, all filled with you know the muck which is in there and smiling. Now, until you see the picture, you do not realize the life that person is living. You know that as a statistic. You know that as a person, as a piece of knowledge. But that experience is not in your awareness until you look at that particular thing. And that's what art does. It brings the whole experience of life which you haven't lived, which you haven't experienced, right in your awareness in that one single piece, in that one painting, in that one piece of music. I mean, we all know theoretically what love is. But until you hear that melody that, that you know haunts in your mind, that's what gives you that piece of experience. So for me, art is you getting an experience in a packet, in a very small packet in your awareness. Because if I were to actually gain an experience of what a gutter cleaner in India feels like, I'll have to spend 10 years of living his life or living the means with which he lives. It. Now, I am getting a slice of that experience in one second by looking at the piece of art. That's how powerful art is. I hope I provided some insights on that in, in that question. You absolutely did. You absolutely did. And I'm pretty sure that um, even, you know, this is the very first question that we have started off with. I think, yeah, this is going to get people hooked and, you know, they want to hear more. Okay. So uh, moving on to the next question. Uh, it is believed and i would totally agree with it that you know art has the power of healing any form of art it has the power of healing and it helps you to sort of you know feel connected feel inspired and actually become aware so i would like to hear your view about the same that how does art help us in um, initiating or sort of you know uh, moving ahead with inner work mm -hmm. And that's a very brilliant piece. I mean, there are some regimented approaches in, in terms of art. I mean, uh, art as a therapy is one of the recognized fields as well. But I would not even take it to that level. I mean, therapy sounds like somebody is a patient or somebody is, you know, uh, sick or not doing well. And that you're treating that person with a medicine and now you're treating with art. No, I, I'm talking about in general life. I mean, you and I living our life. Does it have therapeutic value? So the, before we get to the answer to that, <clears throat> it's basically important for us to know how are we living our life? 
I believe at a very simplistic level, there are two ways in which a life could be lived. One could be as an observer, stuff is happening around you and you're just observing. I mean, you're not doing anything. The second is you participate. You participate in the process of life. Uh, <clears throat> and that participation could be positive, negative. I mean, that's judgment, but you're participating. You're actually doing something about it. When art is bringing, linking it to the first question that we asked, uh, that when art is bringing all those unlived lives to our awareness, now we have a choice. We can either be spectators and just be observers. There's nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong to be observers. Um, we can be neutral observers where we don't get affected and everything is passing by. Everything is like, as the sages say, it's all an illusion, just be detached, no problems. Or we can just be observers and keep feeling guilty about it or keep feeling indifferent about it. That's our choice. But then comes in a point, you know, a piece of art can actually move you to participate in life. And it doesn't have to be somebody, you know, picking up a sword and going to war. I am just talking about something very simple, watching a sunrise or a sunset, right? You could just be walking along the road and seeing the sunrise or seeing the sunset and just as a matter of event, you know, it, it just seeing this as an observer, as a piece of entity, you may even take a phone out, click a picture, post it on your social media story and like, hey, I'm watching sunrise or for watching sunset. That's one way of doing it. The other way is actually standing on a beach, watching that sunrise, trying to imagine, you know, how many, how many, you know, photons will be coming out of it. I mean, what's the heat? What's the, how many bubbles, how many volcanoes must be erupting out of it? And then seeing the placement of clouds, you know, I mean, clouds are needed to make that sunrise look spectacular. Watch a sunrise on a day when there are no clouds and watch the sunrise when there are clouds, right? actually seeing how those cotton pieces of bubbles are required to make a sun look gorgeous, right? <clears throat> Even that act of, you know, a very proactive viewing, observing is participation. You're participating in sunrise, you're participating in sunset. So it doesn't have to be a huge action that you have to take. It just could be, you know, you're bringing your own perspective, you're bringing your own, uh, you know, vision, you're, you're adding to the art which the almighty or the bigger power has, has created in front of us. Art has that power. And if that power is available, I am absolutely sure that this power can be leveraged to, to address some of the issues that we are facing, to, to look at some of the limitations we have believed ourselves into, to look at you know, a lot of other um, areas of life that we can look into. So, I mean, we, everybody knows that. I mean, people say that whenever, whenever you're feeling a little down, just go and take out uh, a bike or just go and walk in nature. What happens? You're just walking. You can walk anywhere. It's it's just that we start to learn to participate in the process of life. Art has that power to make you do that. And if art has that power, maybe the boundaries of art can be expanded to, to make people participate in the process of life in a way that it can empower them. It can inspire them. That's what I'm going to do. Right. 
So, okay, Sanjeev, so here, uh, you know, this brings me to uh, the name of our episode and I would love for you to possibly, you know, narrate a story or two wherein um, it it sort of, you know, it touched you, it touched your heart or something small, something big, whatever it was. But just to show the what we actually mean when we say the power of story. So I want you to narrate something which is very personal to you. I mean, I don't want you to go like very, very personal and something that you don't want to share, but something that you can share, obviously. But uh, basically to um, explain that point. Sure. I mean, and this is going to be one very tough uh, question for me to answer because I live in stories. I probably will have 10,000 stories to tell. So to pick out one or two is, is going to be a little bit, uh, a bit tougher. But there are two instances uh, which come into my mind. Um, <clears throat> one is um, my first photography trip to a place in, uh, in near Jakarta, uh, which is in Indonesia. And uh, I, I still call it my master, Rindra. Uh, he was taking me out. Uh, he, he taught me how to look at life. How do you how do you identify what to click, what not to click, which is the most learn uh, the most important piece of learning I did in, in my photography career. Um, so we were going to a village and and uh, we were going to uh, click pictures of people uh, living in that village. And I mean, me coming from India, um, thank God. I mean, I did not have very humble background, but yes, not not a very affluent as well. But I'm no uh, stranger to poverty. Uh, so when I was going in there, uh, we parked our car uh, just at the entrance of the village. And there's a big stream that is flowing through the village. And I'm told that that stream is the lifeline of, of that village. And I did a story on, on that. Um, but right when I was going in there, um, I looked at uh, the places. I mean, there, there was a lot of stuff that was happening um, in that stream. So there was there was somebody who was answering nature's call sitting inside that so i'm uh, this is going to be a little bit disturbing picture but i i, I do want to tell that because it had an impact on me <clears throat> and then in the same river there was a lady sitting collecting water from that river which she's going to take home to cook the food in in the same river there is a buffalo taking a bath there are kids running amok. And then there's a guy who decides it's a good idea to take his bike while he's driving right into the mirror to give it a wash. All of that is happening at seven in the morning in the middle of that village. I get that. I understand that. My observer mind is like, okay, good. I don't like it. It's not a place. I thank God I'm not a part of it until I see my master rolling the the rolling his pants and jumping into the water and say come inside that's where we're going to click the photos and i'm like no i i do have a strong aversion to you know unhygienic places and i was like there is no way if i need to throw my camera away i will throw my camera away i'm not jumping into that water and the, and and my master said okay i'll wait 
because you are jumping in, you are coming in, because that's where the photos are. And he did make a remark, which I still remember, that all you big city folks, because I used to live in Singapore at that point in time, all you big city folks, you think that you can hang a camera by your neck and you'll just go around the big buildings and the, and the great pictures will suddenly appear in front of you. No, you have to work for it. So come inside. So when I, so I also told him, you know, bugger off, I'm not, I'm not coming. Um, 10 minutes passed. After 10 minutes, I go back there. He's still standing in there very patiently waiting for me. I finally decided to, you know, roll my pants and I decided I'm not going to wear my sneakers in. So I took somebody else's, I borrowed somebody's <laughs> slippers and went inside. The moment I stepped into the water, I was frozen. I was frozen as in like, I couldn't move. I mean, I didn't know where my camera was. I just hoped that the camera is not falling into the uh, water. I did not want to know what was touching my feet. I did not know what I was stepping on. I just could not breathe. And my master told me, take your time, feel comfortable here, and then we'll start clicking pictures. Those five minutes, they gave me the information of what life could be when you have limited resources. I mean, it's the same water where I am coming and clicking some fancy pictures. It's a lifeline. I mean, somebody's going to drink it. Somebody's going to bathe in it. Somebody's going to cook food in it. Somebody is washing their, you know, cattle in, in, in it. The whole life depends on it. I saw that life just 10 feet away when I was on the banks, when I was looking at it. I saw that. It's not like I wasn't aware of it. But taking that step and jumping into the water being a part of that life that changed me yes i did have a lot of fun i did not feel sorry for them i i could not feel sorry for them i mean how can you feel sorry for you know a bunch of kids who are just running amok in water i mean they're climbing on top of the buffalo and you know they're making fun with it they're laughing they're smiling i did not have them me to go back and say oh poor guys i mean you're, you're suffering like what are you talking about? We are having fun. So to observe a life from the banks versus to go inside and being part of it changed my perspective completely. That's when I said, <clears throat> I'm not going to be the reporter of stories. I am going to be the part of stories, which is why you know, some of the projects which I do, um, my the, the people I work with, they equally contribute to the art that we create. It's not, nobody's sitting at the sideline. You come and jump into the water with me. That's when the stories will happen. Absolutely. Uh, so Sanjeev, here I would like to uh, narrate a little incident, uh, which sort of, you know, is related to what you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so me and my friends last year, we went to this uh, village in Himachal called Sanj Valley. And so one of my friends, she was very, you know, she... All she could see there was that, oh my God, you know, these people see how hard are they working and, you know, how poor they are and this, that. And what I could see was, you know, they are living their life. And she she was using this word, word called bichara. And it did not sit well with me because, you know, you are saying that coming from the place where you are and you're comparing their life to yours. But that's not how it is. You know, they are living a life and they are happy. See, just, you know, Look at the smile on their faces. So I think that's also something that we need to understand that first of all, you know, everybody is living their own life. And I think all of us sort of, you know, need to stop 
thinking on those lines and just be a part of where you are that is very important and that's how as you said that you know that's how you create stories that instead of just be being somebody who's just looking at it from outside and you know sort of thinking it how you think just be a part of it and yeah absolutely. i mean i mean as i was narrating to you and absolutely your your spot on i'm standing inside the water for the first time i'm like this i'm frozen i'm not even breathing and those guys are having fun who should call bechara to home right exactly of they are thinking this city folk he doesn't even know what he's talking about has his expensive camera doesn't even know how to stand inside and these people are having fun so i think these labels and judgments yes we should all help each other to grow we should all help each other to um, you know live a life that you want but let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves and say hey i am living a privileged life yes we are and i'm thankful for that but the other person is not because smile is on that person's face not on mine i am stressed i am you know thinking what to do i'm i'm stuck in a situation which i haven't dealt with before i mean even if i take my life in perspective i'm not smiling as much as they are with with almost zero resources i mean i i'm even afraid to touch a buffalo and as as you said in in that valley and i haven't really gone to that little place but i would like to go to that place uh, sometime soon and if somebody is wearing a smile doing what they're doing they already ahead of you if you're comparing if you're comparing the race or a competition they're already ahead of you um with with all the resources if you have not managed to live happily you know i think the judgment is out there exactly and i would suggest that you know you should go there it's a beautiful village and um, so i think we me and my uh, two other friends we were the only uh, to term it right we were the only outsiders there and the entire village welcomed us and you know we got to be a part of one of their uh, biggest festivals so it was a really good experience so that's what i think that you know just be where you are be in that moment stop thinking of yourself as someone who's uh, different from them because you know in the end all of us are uh, made of the same energy and you know i think all of us are connected in that way so yes they are living a different life but that's what it is it's just a different life it and uh, it's their journey and if they are happy in it then who are we to put any judge. labels on it and you know judge absolutely absolutely very well said yes okay uh, okay so sanjeev here i would like to um, ask you a question but before taking that question right let me just uh, give a little sort of you know um, what do you call a little place holder for it uh, so recently i went to uh, india art festival and we were just you know checking out the art from different artists and everyone so there you could see that every artist puts in his or her own flavor to what they do like one of them uh, all of his paintings had a parrot all of his paintings like you some in some of the paintings you could see like it right there but in some it was somewhere in the background or hidden or maybe smaller in size but it was there uh, then there was this other uh, uh, artist who um, used neon colors so it was very uh, vibrant and you know so every artist brings i think uh, they bring in their own flavor and that brings me to the next question that um art speaks your own truth art speaks who you are and sometimes i think um artists they are not really able to say it through words but they say it through their art and uh, that is their form of uh, putting themselves out there 
in their truest form what would you say about that oh boy this is this is a pandora's box question um <clears throat> and i would uh, um yeah let me answer this question first and then i'll uh, I'll, i'll take you to one of the experiences i had um <clears throat> artists are not only speaking their own truths yes that is the starting point i mean without speaking your own truths you you cannot express in it not but artists have the ability to speak everybody else's truth as i was saying uh, you know they are bringing a slice of life for you whoever the artists are so they do have the ability to speak the truth in general um seeing their truth differently but the, but the point is that truth does not remain constant throughout the life it does change it does have its um, its different connotations as the artist grows as the artist's ability to look at life grows or as different aspects of life get shown to the artist i mean you could be living in a place like i was taking pictures before going to that village um i i did not have this idea that you need to participate in the story to be the story uh before that i still like good pictures but they were not what what i would consider them uh, something that that touched my heart so you're absolutely right and i want to bring an example um this was actually quite a landmark trip i was visiting london for work for my corporate work and i i thought of using my spare time to visit this place called national gallery of portraits um which hosts all these paintings um from the yester years and um you know all the artists from i think uh 1100 or 1200 uh, 80 onwards are uh, their works are displayed there and i took a fascination i i used to paint when i was in college not a very good painter at that um, but i always had a fascination on realism realism something always caught my attention and i was visiting uh their section which had a renaissance period and i struck upon a section where i saw a painting called i don't know whether i'm pronouncing it correctly or not adoration of magi where you know when uh, jesus christ was born you know three wise men came to visit um, the family and i saw a painting beautiful i mean when you look at a picture which is you know 4 meters by 6 meters kind of a dimension you know larger than life it 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 strikes different chords and i was very impressed with the choice of colors and the lighting and everything <clears throat> and then i went ahead a little bit and i saw another adoration of magi and like interesting it looked very different theme is the same so the first painting had you know uh, the mother and the child in the lap and then the three wise men bowing down and offering one of the gifts and then there are a couple of villagers which are on the king and just very bare walls very dilapidated kind of ruins kind of uh, surrounding environment the focus was on the exchange that was happening between the parent the child and the three wise men that was the central focus and it was almost like um, you know uh, jesus was lit with moonlight and everybody else was lit with lamplight so though, i mean you could see the nuances of colors and everything and the next painting i mean the whole surrounding is so very opulent it's like some big city and you know there are some very expensive dresses these wise men are wearing and all all that stuff i mean the whole environment has changed the exchange is still the same 
the uh, one of the wise men I think is standing in this picture, and one of them is kneeling down. Um, but the focus, you could very easily notice that, that the surroundings, the environment has changed. It, it's speaking differently to you. The two paintings, I picked very different message from one. One was about that human interaction, that somebody who's very wise thought a child holds more you know, wisdom and more power uh, than the wise men could. And the other one was, you know, it's just an event that happened at that point in time. Interesting point was both the paintings were done by the same painter, 10 years apart. Rubens was Rubens was the person. And that was like, oh boy, how did this happen? I mean, it's the same painter. And it's the same, and he's a master. I mean, he's a known. He's not like somebody who's trying to experiment or you know, trying for their identity thing. He was an established person when he did the first painting and when he did the second painting. Maybe their own values changed. Maybe he became more commercial when he was looking to do all these fancy clothes and all that stuff in the second picture. Or maybe he just said that, you know, when the birth of Christ happened, for people of that time, they would know this is, you know, a heavenly person. They would know that this is a special person. It's just an event in their life. How those perspectives changed within an artist is an interesting thing. Both of them are the truth. Both of them are absolutely the truth. That's what he felt. That's what he expressed. But the truth changed with time. The truth changed with the more exposure, the more values. And sometimes it could change for different reasons. I mean, maybe the, uh, an artist is struggling. And he now thinks the life is not that helping a force that one was taught in the schools. Um, and maybe the values changed more toward pessimism. Who knows? That's their truth. And that's how they're expressing themselves. So it was very interesting thing. Uh, um, I thought I could bring it uh, on, on this table to showcase that nothing is constant, not even an artist's purview. That's so true. Uh, thank you for uh, you know sharing this example, sharing this some this story that you actually lived, and because you know it gives us the understanding that yes, you know this is how it is. Life is always changing for everyone, even an artist who say you know constantly you have been seeing or maybe listening to um his art whichever art form it is and then yeah you know maybe he has sort of you know learned some new things or maybe unlearned a few things yes. and yeah the art form changes absolutely it does and that and that's the beauty of it in fact uh, i think we when we start to get into the field of art and start to live with it, start to participate with it, we, we start to we start to see the biggest cause for our stress in a normal day life is we're trying to keep things constant. We're trying to keep things, you know, last long, even when they don't make sense. I mean, from God's perspective, I mean, you know, if we look at seasons, the spring comes. You cannot make spring last forever. If you make the spring last forever, you're dealing with stale spring all the time. I mean, yes, first three months will be fantastic. The the autumn has to happen. You know, that, that fall has to happen for the next spring to be even more beautiful, even more fragrant. So, I mean, staying the same. And that that's what is causing a lot of stress for us because we are trying to keep the spring on all the time. We, we, we're not tasting the sucks, uh, I mean the, the taste of the different flavors which are meant to happen. 
which are meant, I mean, it's nature, that's its course. And, and yeah, it, it's very important to know that difference. I totally agree with you on this. So this actually, you know, brings me to uh, what I want to ask you next. So um, I have met uh, artists from, say, different forms. And from my observation, what I've seen is that, you know, ego is a huge part of everyone's life. And, uh, you know, artists are also not, they are also not, <laughs> they also cannot stay away from it. Absolutely. And sometimes that, I think this is my uh, also my personal observation that sometimes because of that, the growth sort of it just stops because you know you start thinking that oh my god you know you I I'm doing the best and you know this is yeah you know yeah this is this is perfection this is perfect mm -hmm. and they stop being vulnerable and I think that's when they stop growing I mean. And even as an individual, I think that happens with me as well. So that's where I have to tell myself, okay, no, you know what? This is not it. There's a lot more to learn. So stop thinking like that and start learning. But a lot of time, because, you know, artists, they sort of, if they have uh, um, experienced fame in that zone, it also becomes difficult for them to sort of, you know, put it aside and start learning because they think okay you know what i'm in a good spot and everybody is loving me and you know this is it so what would you say about this in what way is it right wrong or uh, what should we do what, 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 what is your opinion about it what do you think about it that first of all have you experienced it, it? and if you did then how did you uh, sort of you know change that within yourself Oh, from sort of, you know, going from the um, ego-based art to the art of vulnerability, wherein, you know, you are completely open and you start experimenting and ex experiencing in that way. So let me let me tell you this. There is nothing called ego-based art. It, it doesn't exist. Art is art. Now, what you do with ego is you restrict its form. Art could become whatever a big grand version with your ego, you're restricting it. That's possible. But it, it cannot be an ego-based art. Um, and we're all work in progress. The problem is the, the best artist would be somebody who would be a complete saint, 100% pure. None of us are. I mean, that's, that's the reality of the matter. We're all work in progress. And it's completely up to us as to how we work upon ourselves. When he said that you know, we should be humble enough to not be seduced by the fame and we should always constantly be learning. It doesn't necessarily mean that we should give our practice and go to school, go to college, because I'm not a big fan of school and colleges. I don't think uh, quite a lot of uh, learning happens. Education probably does. I'm not too sure what the right terms are, but uh, <clears throat> absolutely, we need to learn. Now, somebody's saying, let me stop learning, okay? Because I've done enough and, and it, it's, it's, I think I've found my formula, let me keep going. Absolutely right. There's, there's no issue about it. The problem is you will then have to live with the consequences of what your choice is. If your choice is, I'm not going to explore, you know, explore more. I'm not going to, it's almost like you've learned addition and subtraction in mathematics. And you're saying, I don't need to learn multiplication or division. You can live your life just adding and subtracting. But the, num the 
number of numbers you can produce by addition and subtraction would be very limited. So you are making a conscious decision to live a limited life. You know, you can, if you only know adding and subtraction and you're given two numbers, two and seven, you can only make five or nine out of, out of them. You cannot make 14 out of it. You cannot make, you know, three and a half out of it. For that, you need to learn multiplication. For that, you need to learn, you know, division. So it's your choice. The trouble starts in when you see others growing and suddenly, you know, they are exploring those aspects of life which are not available to you as an ego-based person. That's when you start to crunch. That's when you start to curse yourself. And that's when you say, hey, that person must be doing something wrong or their art is wrong. It's not following the norms of religion. It's not following the norms of this. All you're saying is that person grew. I have and I'm not willing to put take the responsibility of that. I'm not willing to say, okay, leave it out. I will go ahead and I'll start learning from now because I mean, you can you can learn at 99 years of age. You can learn a day before you die. You can learn 10 minutes before you die because it's definitely going to carry an energy form somewhere else. So yeah, I mean, personally, if you want to ask me, it was a very recent example. I was uh, doing a photo shoot. Uh, I'm involved in one of the film project wherein. <clears throat> Um, everybody treated me like, oh, you are our mentor and you know, we're learning from you. And it is seductive. It is seductive. You do buy into that. Like, you know, you've got some big thing and people are always looking up to you. And I was clicking one photograph and uh, I want, needed to change a setting when somebody actually made a remark and he's, he's also one of the directors, so not, you know, a, a, a small person. Like, hey, why aren't you doing it this way? And rather than telling him, yeah, you're right, absolutely, I should be doing it, suddenly the thought comes in, I'm supposed to be the master. I'm supposed to say all the wise things. I'm supposed to say, how come he says the right thing and I'm not uh, saying that right thing? It took me about a minute to realize what am I doing? I mean, what he's saying absolutely makes sense. And why am I letting my ego control that process? Ideally, if I'm fully sorted, that should happen instantaneously. It took me a minute before I said, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll do it that way. Um, in the end, if I didn't do it that way, if I was not open to learning, I would have uh, you know, lived with the consequence of that particular choice where I would have come back with the photographs which would have missed that opportunity. I would have come back with the numbers fives and nines. I would have missed 14s and three and a halves. So yeah, uh, you only learn as you grow. And it is your decision. I'm <clears throat> I'm not happy seeing the same piece of art that I produced yesterday to produce today. That's my personal choice. But if somebody's saying, I'm absolutely happy to see the same piece of art that I produced 10 years ago, even now, it's their choice. As I said, they are living with the consequence. I'm not happy to live with the consequence of an ego-based art. I'm working, have it completely conquered it? Not at all. I'm probably on that journey, uh, but it is worthwhile and it is something I want to keep going forward on. Absolutely, Sanjeev. Thank you, first of all, for being so honest about all the questions that I've asked and, you know, sharing all the stories. And so basically, you know, this episode has been um, about talking about the topics, but with live examples. So I have to 
uh, say that you know i am very thankful to you that you have been very very honest uh, that this is how it is and this is how you feel and this is what you saw and this is what you learned so i think yes um pleasure is all mine shruti i mean i <clears throat> i mean there are quite a lot of times when you are going through this particular process i mean when i'm going for my photography assignments i'm where the focus of everybody uh, involved in that is let's get the thing done I and mean, absolutely everybody wants to um you know do their best and create a piece of art uh, but then along the way when you pick these kind of things you always always want you want to share it with people but you know you can't do that on the job because I mean, unless people grab coffee which these days a lot of time it does happen after the work we sit together like what insight clicked what did this what did that so you always come up with a lot of nuggets uh, on on what you learned um and then you feel where you should share it i am so happy that a platform like yours like shruti out loud exist where you know i got the opportunity to share what i have been you know experiencing um throughout my journey as a photographer and a storyteller in in that particular perspective so privilege i feel privileged and pleasure is all mine that uh, i got to share these stories so thank you very much and keep up the great work thank you so much sanjeev and i know that you know uh, currently in this episode we have mostly touched all of these topics and i'm pretty sure that if we sit together and possibly you know just pick one topic for each episode i think we we'll be bring we'll be able to bring a lot more on board so absolutely i but <laughs> and i think we will will uh, will see how the viewers um, of of this episode uh, connect with it and as i said there are limitless possibilities you you pick one leaf and you suddenly discover mm-hmm. the whole forest you know lying behind right. it <clears throat> so uh, you you can go as deep in this as possible and i'm not the only person right. uh, who's experienced that there are tons of other great teachers and masters and artists who who are able to do that so absolutely i'm i'm looking mm-hmm. forward and see how this uh, opens up into something even bigger and more beautiful Sure, Sanjeev. So I will be talking to you. I'll be getting back to you about possibly, you know, um, creating a series for you. So till then, thank you so much for taking out time for this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing the stories and uh, sharing your learnings. And I hope our audience will get to take away a lot from this, and they'll be coming back for more. Absolutely, thank I took a lot from it. So thank you very much for hosting. Really appreciate it. Thank Have you. a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. So uh guys thank you so much for listening or watching the entire episode and I am definitely thinking on the lines of you know bringing Sanjeev back for um a series so let's see how that goes till then keep living a wonderful life keep inspiring people keep getting inspired because you know that's the way to go ahead i'll see you soon Shruti out loud welcomes all stories It can be a brand, it can be an organization or it can be a person. The only thing common would be passion for life. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Gana Podcast and every other platform where you can hear this. Please leave a review as that helps my podcast to grow. Thank you once again. See you for the next episode. Bye.